Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Let the church say amen. How many of you know God did not create you to worry? How many know God did not create you to fear? 2 Timothy 1.7 says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. I am so grateful for a God who also did not create me to doubt. And so I want to talk today about following me out of doubt. I was told that your thematic focus is on follow me out of and And I think as we have gone past Palm Sunday, where uh, uh, folk were waving palm branches and saying, hallelujah, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But where were these same people when Pilate said, it is your Passover and uh, you can have Barabbas or you can have Jesus? And they said, give us Barabbas. There was some doubting going on there. And then, of course, we know that doubt is this feeling of uncertainty. Doubt has to do with a lack of certitude. And if you continue to inhale and exhale, you're going to have doubts. If you stay here on this planet long enough, you're going to have doubts. I remember I was very excited about becoming a minister. God had planted in my heart a desire to work with young people, and I was just very, very excited. Uh, There was a pastor by the name of Elder Danny Davis who used to pastor in the Allegheny Conference. It's now in Allegheny East and Allegheny West, but the Allegheny Conference of Seventh-day Adventists And he had such an impact on my life and the lives of so many of my young friends that I said, I want to work with young people. I feel this call to the ministry. I want to work with young people. Well, I was a a young man myself in my early 20s when I started pastoring and I entered the church and the average age of the congregation in the seven churches that I was pastoring. I, w- I started out pastoring seven churches simultaneously. I preached three sermons every Sabbath, okay? And I was a newlywed, so I started, I never preached the same sermon. So I preached three different sermons each Sabbath because I didn't want my bride to leave me, okay? Uh, so, so I, but I was dealing with octogenarians, I was dealing with someone came to me because one of my members was 103 years old. And they said, Pastor, you need, young pastor, you need to talk with this guy because uh, once a week he makes this special wine. 
and he's drinking, and you need to have an intervention. I'm glad you're here, young man. Anytime they're calling you young man, you know, young man with that. And I was, you know, you know, seminary trained, but I said, well, I want you to find, he's 103. I want you to find the recipe of the wine that this, oh, but, you know. Lord have mercy, okay. We have our doubts, okay? Praise the Lord. And it was this doubt about where are the young people? Why have, has God planted in my heart this desire to work with young people? And, and I'm, working, I'm working with, you know, I don't have any young people in my church. And that led me to begin to explore options. I looked at prison ministry, a lot of young folk in prison. I was in prison and you visited me. I looked at academic chaplaincies. I had a master of divinity degree from Andrews University, academic chaplaincy. There are young people there. I looked at the military. As you know, that is what I eventually settled on. But it was doubt, a lack of certainty, a lack of certitude, a feeling of uncertainty. That drove me into that direction. And it was God who helped me follow my Lord Jesus out of doubt. And in the scripture passage that we're looking at today, we find some folk who are doubting. In fact, one man, I met someone here. You all know Brother Tomas? Okay, there you go. You know Brother Tomas. I told him. I, 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 I used the pronunciation for his name for my scripture. I said, but Tomas was not there when Jesus came. So that's what our, our scripture is. So put our scripture up on the board so that we could take a look at it to learn our noun, Tomas. You all know him, okay? Tomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Now remember, Judas had hanged himself. So there were 10 other disciples there at that meeting, but Thomas, Thomas had forsaken the assembling of himself with the believers. And those of you who know about COVID, there's been a whole lot of online, you know, we have our lineup now. You don't have to go anywhere. Just, oh, I think I'll look at Jake's. I think I'll look at, the, you know, uh, 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 Darius Daniels. I think you, we got our lineup. Okay, he was not with them. He had his remote doing his own thing when Jesus came. So if you're taking notes, if you are going to follow me out of doubt, you must refuse to isolate yourself from the believers when you worship. Well, God never intended for total online worship. Now, if that's the best you got, that's the best you've got. And, and there are other variables. But Hebrews 10, 25 says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some are. Some of you know a part of my story, if you've read From the Hood to the Hill, um, in 1987, my mother walked into a hospital. We're talking about a vegan Seventh-day Adventist who was taking the steps two at a time. She walked into a hospital with a sore throat. She was given the wrong medication, went into anaphylactic shock, and into a coma that she never came out of. I was in Australia at the time as a chaplain, I flew out of Sydney as quickly as I could into LAX, LAX to O'Hara Field, Chicago, Chicago to 
Baltimore Washington International, as it was called back in the day. And, and I sat at the bedside of my mother, kept a vigil, and I was absolutely certain that God would raise her up again. This godly woman, 59 years old. I claim the promise of James 5.16. If there are any sick among you, call for the elders of the church. Anoint. I called for general conference. I, I, I called for the varsity, okay? Okay? I called for the, you know, the, the Olympians to come, and they laid hands. I laid hands on my mother. There was not a scintilla of a doubt that my mother would be restored to robust health. James 5 says, if, if they're sick, Anoint them, they will be restored. And if they have committed any sin, those sins will be forgiven. So when the doctor told me that my mother had died, it was like someone flipping a switch. And I was agnostic, okay? All of my years in church school, I was agnostic. In other words, I was doubting. I didn't know what I believed. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You all got those sanctified Sabbath go to meeting. Somebody knows what I'm, don't leave me out here hanging like I'm the only one who feels this way. All right? All right? And the words of the noted agnostic Robert Ingersoll reverberated in the corridors of my spirit. Life is a narrow veil, V-A-L-E, between the cold and barren peaks of two eternities. We strive in vain to peer beyond its heights. We cry aloud. And the only answer is the echo of our wailing cry. Have you ever cried out to God? And the only echo was the well, only answer was the echo of your wailing cry. Lord, I ask you to guide me to the right marriage partner. I'm crying out to you about this relationship. And the only answer is the echo of my wailing cry. Lord, I've been a vegan all my life. How can the doctor give me this diagnosis? And the only answer is the echo of my wailing cry. God, GC preachers anointed my mama. And she died. Why, God? Why? And the only answer is the echo of our wailing cry. And yet, praise God, I didn't stop going to church. I stopped preaching, but I didn't stop going to church. And my wife had to restrain me when some whippersnapper, 20-year-old preacher would get up. If you got enough faith, you're going to, if you believe God. I said, no, my, my, my wife said, you, because you know, I'm from, I'm from the inner city. My wife said, you're a preacher, honey. You're a preacher. I know I'm going to punch him out at the door. Okay. I said, that is homiletical malpractice. But I didn't stop coming to church. Refuse to isolate yourself from the believers, even when you are in anguish. Okay. We, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Okay, so that's the second thing you need to do. If you're going to follow me out of doubt, you not only refuse to isolate yourself from believers, but you believe the testimonies of the believers who are worshiping with you. Okay, these were not atheists who said we have seen the Lord. These were folk who had been with, with, with Thomas in that boat when Jesus said, peace be still. 
Uh, I feel like preaching today. All right. <laughs> Jesus said, peace be still. These were folk who had been with Thomas when Jesus called out demons from a man named Legion in the back country of Gadara. These were folk who had been with Thomas when Jesus took five loaves and two veggie fish and uh, just making sure you're still with me, you know. Okay. <laughs> and fed 5,000, not counting the people and children, the, the, the women and children. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall a thing be established. And these were 10 believers who said, Thomas, we saw him. We saw the nail prints in his hand. And you better start believing other believers. Okay, why? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 says, The God of all comforts, listen to me, the God of all comforts comforts us in all of our afflictions. Why? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4, that we may comfort others with the comfort wherewith we have been comforted. When you get with believers, you don't get this on TV and online, and they start testifying about what God has done in their life, it lets you know if God did it for these folk, and I've known these folk for a long time, he can do it for me as well. You need that testimony. Don't ignore the testimonies of the believers. But point three, refuse to let your doubt prompt you to make demands on God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Somebody needs to hear that. Thomas said, I don't care what you've seen. And I know you've had all of the experiences with me. I know the winds and the waves obey his will. But this is, this is the ultimatum that I am giving the transcendent unless I, with my absentee self, unless I, see the print of the nails in his hands and and not only just see them you're all talking about seeing i got to touch i'm not gonna believe now the truth of the matter is a whole lot of us give god ultimatums somebody knows what i'm talking about okay Philippians 4.19 says, my God shall supply all of your needs praise his holy name but you go to God and say Lord I know your word says you're supposed to supply all of my needs according to your celestial riches, but Lord, I got some needs. Oh, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I got some needs that are not being supplied. And then we start making demands. If by October the 22nd, I'm sick and tired of this thing. I've been tried. I've been, uh, if by October, somebody needs to say, to say, help me, Jesus. If by October 22nd, something hasn't happened, I'm not responsible for what I'm going to do. <laughs> somebody knows what I'm talking about. Am I the only one? See, you all leaving me hanging out here. Y'all making me look like I'm the only one who's ever given God an ultimatum. I'm not the only one in here who's giving him an ultimatum. Unless I see this. All bets are I'm not responsible for what I'm going to do. Yeah, we can get pushed sometimes. The philosopher Marvin Gaye once said, I've been really trying. Somebody will get that on the way home. 
Philosopher Marvin Gaye said, I've been really trying, trying to hold back this feeling for so long. Lord have mercy. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Y'all haven't been listening to Mahalia Jackson all your life. Okay, praise the Lord. But if you feel like I feel, Lord, I'm giving you an ultimatum up in here. Okay, you've got to stop pressing those buttons like that and giving God an ultimatum. I will not believe, Thomas said, until I see. Okay, next, give me some more scripture to work with here. I'm getting distracted. Give me some scripture. <laughs> Praise God he didn't miss the next Sabbath sermon. See that? He may have missed one, but he didn't miss the next one. A week later, look at how Jesus gives you time to grow up. Look at how Jesus gives you space. You grow in grace, 2 Peter 3.18, and in the knowledge of our Lord and David Jesus Christ. Jesus gives you a chance to walk, even with doubt. I, I remember when my, my first son, Barry, you know, the firstborn, Barry, and so he was about to walk, and I saw, so Brenda's over in the room, and I said, okay, walk to mommy, walk to mommy, walk to mommy. And so he takes off from me like, a, like an inebriated sailor. He's trying to walk, and he falls about half halfway. Somebody know. And we started clapping. Yeah! He walked. God gives you a chance to walk. He doesn't rush right in. Eight days later before he shows up again. Oh, bless his holy name. He comes through, he comes th through the door. Though the doors are locked. You see, our, our post-resurrection bodies, we're going to be able to do some stuff that we can't do now. And the beauty is our Lord retains his post-resurrection body. Hebrews 7.25 says he ever lives to make intercession for us. He retains his post-resurrection body. Acts 1.11, this same Jesus, this same one taken from you will so come in like manner. Under oath in, with Caiaphas in Matthew chapter 26, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you, you? He said, you'll get that on the way home. He, 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 he said, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power coming in the clouds of heaven. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 says, there is one mediator between Christ and humanity. Here it is, the man Christ Jesus. In Revelation 7, 9, when the, and onward, when the question is asked, who are those? I saw a multitude which no one could number from every nation, kindred, tribe, and people. If you don't like diversity, you're not going to like heaven. From every nation, kindred, tribe, and people. The question is asked, who are these folk robed in white? Who are, who are inference? Who are these people who look like the second person of the Godhead? Nailed pierced hand. Okay, son of man. And the response is, these are they who have gone through great tribulation, washed their robes in the blood of the lamb. So here is Jesus through locked doors, post-resurrection bodies like we will have when this mortal shall put on immortality, this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and we shall all be changed. Jesus came and stood among them and said, we talked about this this morning, Peace, hallelujah, be with you. Beloved, he wants you to have peace. Receive the peace of God. I said this morning that it was his going away present for us. Before he ascended, John 14, 27, he said, peace I leave with you. 
I don't care how crazy the world gets. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let me, t- let me talk to you about how to access that peace that will get you out of doubt, that will get, give you certitude. Because, because remember, you, you, you'll see here how he handles, handles the doubt of, uh, of Thomas. Philippians 4, 6 says, I love this passage, 6 and 7, have no anxiety about anything. That's the command of God. Philippians 4, 6, 16, have no anxiety about anything, but pray about what? Everything with what? There it is. Thanksgiving. Okay. You get a sheet of paper. You want to you energize your prayer life. Get a sheet of paper and write down what your anxieties and worries are. Put them in print. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got another piece of paper. Okay, you, you, you write, it, write them down, okay? And then start thanking God for each anxiety and each problem because it can always be worse. Okay? They may throw Joseph in a pit, but there's no water in the pit. They may sell him to a band of Ishmaelites, but the Ishmaelites are the descendants of Ishmael who are relatives of Joseph, okay? He may be purchased by Potiphar, the captain of the guard, and Mrs. Potiphar is hitting on him every day, says the scriptures, and he's kicked in jail on trumped-up rape charges, but The Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph even in the prison. And he was able to interpret the dream of the butt always with gratitude. Let your request, verse 6, be known unto God. And here is the promise, verse 7 of Philippians 4. And the peace of God. Oh, there it is, that peace. That passes understanding. How do you keep your sanity on Capitol Hill? That passes understanding. Will guard, that's a sentinel in the Greek, it's got a guard, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus and lead you out of your doubt. So he says, peace be with you. And then the final thing, Then he says to Thomas, you weren't there when I met with the disciples, but I was where you were. And I I was where you were when you said that ultimatum. You want some of me, Thomas? Put your finger here. You want some of me? See my hand, Thomas. You want some of me, Thomas? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and uh, believe. Now listen, Thomas does not take him up on that. Remember? Thomas does not say, okay, you did your, let me, let me, let me reach out my hand. No, 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 no. You see, Thomas didn't need more evidence if 50 folk had told Thomas that he, they had seen the Lord, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have done the deal. Thomas didn't need more evidence. Thomas needed a change of disposition. It's about a relationship where it's not Easter tells us I'm not 
I don't know about someone in history. Easter tells me he is alive and well on planet Earth and empowers you and me with his Holy Spirit. Thomas I don't need to touch you. He cries out in the Greek, ho kurios mu kai ho theos, the Lord of me and the God of me. Oh, bless his holy name. And then our Lord says to Thomas, and this is so critical, because you have seen me. And, and, and I celebrate that, Tom. You're no, you're no longer doubting now. You've been, you have believed. But Thomas, you would have uh, received a greater blessing. My God, my God. You would have received a greater blessing if you had believed without seeing me. Oh, there's a power. Only two times in the New Testament, Jesus said to someone, you've got great faith. Both of the people he said that to were not Jewish. They were Gentile. There was a Gentile military man. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 8. <laughs> Gentile military man came to Jesus and said, I got a slave, a doulos, who is sick. I need you to come and heal him. Jesus said, I'm on my way. He said, no, 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 no. He says, I'm efficient. When I say come, I don't need to see you in my house because I'm not even worthy for you to be in my house. I don't need to see you. Look, I'm a military man. I, 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 I'm a man under orders. I say to somebody, jump. The, the proper response is how high, sir? Okay. Speak the word, Jesus. Speak the word, Jesus, and I will believe when I get back home, my servant will be happy of those who believe before they see it. Uh, I feel something pushing me. Y'all better come get me because I'm about to misbehave. Uh, uh, I'm trying to act as dignified as I can. I right, praise the Lord. Jesus said, who are you? Here's, here's the, the king of kings. Who are you? You're not supposed to know me like that. How do you know I have power to blessed are those who have it? And, and, and then in Matthew chapter 15, a Canaanite woman with a demon-possessed daughter comes to Jesus crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Matthew 15, I believe it is verse 21 says, and he answered her not a word. In my neighborhood, we call that dissing somebody. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Okay, I am bilingual, by the way. Okay, dissing somebody. Okay, praise the Lord. Fluent in Ebonics. But anyway, dissing somebody. Okay, and, 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 and girlfriend doesn't stop. It looks like Jesus is not going to move, but she doesn't have to see it. She says, don't make me worship you. Or you, you, you just push me to worship you. Don't make me worship you. And she falls on her knees before the Son of God. And she says, Lord, help me. And Jesus turns to the disciples and he says, I'm only sent to the Lord. I just want you to know that an old man can get down and get back up again. Pray to him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's what that veggie burger loaf will do for you. But anyway, okay. 
Jesus said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. In other words, girlfriend, don't push me off of my messianic timetable. I got the Apostle Paul being prepared for Saul of Tarsus being prepared for the Gentiles. And then Jesus says something to this woman which would have made a non-believer out of me. He said, it is not right for me to take the children's food, Lord have mercy, and give it to the dogs. I guarantee you, I'd say, well, thank you. I I had a serious misapprehension about you. I see you, don't want to be you, I'm out of here. But girlfriend said, I don't have to. You could say anything you want to, but you've just said something that encouraged me. I see with the eye of faith, you said it is not right for you to take the children's food and give it to the dogs, but I'm your dog. I am your dog. And yes, I understand the priority of messianic timetables, but after the children eat, even the puppies are permitted to eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. I'm not asking you to do anything special. I'm just saying, find a way to bless me. Oh my God, my God. And Jesus said to the woman, who are you? And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Imagine what would happen if no matter what's going on in your life, you will you f- refuse to forsake the assembling of yourselves together when the saints get together. When the saints go marching in, not just into the kingdom, but into the church. I want to be in that number. Imagine what would happen if in your life you experienced the peace of God. A peace of That is guarding your heart because you pray the prayer the way the Bible says you should pray the prayer. (sighs) Anxieties, but thanksgiving accompanying your anxieties. Okay? Imagine what would happen if you stopped giving God ultimatums and instead said, I don't have to see it. You've already shown me enough evidence of who you are that I'll believe without seeing. Now pray for me. One of my favorite movies is Casablanca. I think it's the best movie ever made, quite frankly. Somebody, I have no idea. I've never seen a movie before, America. <laughs> and Rick, Rick's Cafe, Ilza, But Ilza's companion suspects something. And she says to her companion, will you believe something if I say it to you? And he says, you don't even have to say it. And I will believe it. The birth of my child did it for me. I am not a handyman. Something happens in my home, my wife picks up the phone and calls somebody who can fix it. She knows my husband may be cerebral. He is not a handyman, okay? 
But the reality is, when my son was born, this non-handyman, and I saw five fingers and all the most beautiful baby I've ever seen in my life, I fell on my knees in the delivery room. Every time, says the hymnist, I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, I don't have to see anymore, Jesus. I know why. I believe. I want to talk to somebody on the verge of giving God an ultimatum. Truth be told, you've had it. You're in your Popeye posture. I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more. You, unless I, you, and yet somehow the Spirit has spoken to you today and said, receive your greater blessing by believing even when you can't see. I, I, I'm astonished by Negro spirituals. These are folk who only knew the whip of the slave master and the abuses, and yet they were making up spiritual songs. They're in the field. Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel? Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel? Then why not deliver for me? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? He's Negro spiritual. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? You, they, they, they believed before they could see. I've got a robe, you've got a robe. Oh, God, chilling, got a robe. When I get to him, going to put on my... And there are scores of spirituals like that. Because you can believe without seeing. So I want somebody on the verge of giving that ultimatum. Or maybe you've already given the ultimatum. But today you want to say, I yield, I surrender, I follow my Savior out of this doubt. The Lord of me and the God of me. I want to pray for somebody like that. It may be one or two, but I want to pray for somebody like that and seal that commitment. I want the devil to know you are not the same. So I'm going to ask you if you're making that commitment Ultimatums aside, I'm following you out of that doubt. I want you to stand where you are. I want to pray for you today. Whoever you are, praise the Lord. Just stand, just stand. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. I'm not the only one who's given him an ultimatum. Praise the Lord. Yes. I know, whatever it is, a child in the far country, I'm walking out of my doubt. 
a health challenge. I'm walking out of my doubt. Whatever you're going through, follow me, says Jesus in Matthew 16, 24. Follow me, and that means following me out of your doubt. I want the greater blessing of believing without seeing. Speak the word only, Jesus, and my problem will be solved. I want you to stretch your hand toward my hand as we pray. Heavenly Father, it's a beautiful sight of folk who are walking away from that feeling of uncertainty, from that lack of certitude. And they're believing without touching your wounded side, believing without touching the nail prints in your hands because you have already provided us more evidence than we'll ever need. So seal the commitment. And Lord, I ask for them uncommon health in response to your declaration in 3 John uh, 1, 2, I would above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Their extended hands is indicative that their soul is prospering. Now let them, let their health, let their physical well-being prosper. I pray that if there are incipient maladies inside of their body, you will nip that malady in the bud. The great physician will nip it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and thank you. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. All focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.